Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Warrior Cats series. I'm your host, Sharpstar. Today we will be reading chapter 11 and 12, and I apologize for um, not posting for a while. I've been super busy, but we can get on with the episode now. Now we will read chapter 11. Cinderpelt, what are you doing here? Fireheart spun around to face the medicine cat. Did you know about this? A pile of herbs lay between Cinderpelt's paws. She lifted her chin defiantly. They needed my help. There was nothing for them in their camp but sickness. So they came straight back. Fireheart glared at her angrily. Angrily. Where did you find them? Near Sunning Rocks. I smelled their sickness when I was out collecting herbs yesterday. They were looking for a safe place to hide, explained Cinderpelt. And you brought them here. Fireheart snorted. They probably only came back onto our land because they know that you'd take pity on them. Cinderpelt's concern for the Shadowland cats had obviously, obvious, had been obvious when they were in the Thunderclan camp. Did you think you could treat them without any cat finding out? Fireheart demanded. He couldn't believe that Cinderpelt had exposed herself and the rest of the, of the clan to such a risk. Cinderpelt met her, met his eyes, undaunted. Don't pretend you're really you're you're really angry with me. You just feel sorry for you. You feel just as sorry for them. She reminded him. You couldn't have turned them away a second time either. Fireheart could see that she believed she had done the right thing, and and he had to admit the truth in her words. He couldn't deny he felt sorry for the sick cats, and. And had felt uncomfortable with Blue Star's lack of compassion. Does Yellowfang know? He asked, his anger fading. No, I don't think so, answered Cinderpelt. How sick are they? They're starting to recover. Cinderpelt allowed to allowed a hint of satisfaction to enter her voice. I still smell sickness. Fireheart meowed suspiciously. Well, they're not completely cured yet, but they will be. Little Cloud's voice rasped from the shadows behind him. We're getting better, thanks to Cinderpelt. Fire could hear that Little Cloud's voice was already stronger than it had been in the Thunderclan camp. And the young warrior's eyes shone shone, shone brightly in the gloom. They do sound better, he admitted. Turning back to the the young medicine cat, how did you do it? Yellowfang seemed to think the sickness was was deadly. I must have found the right combination of herbs and berries, Cinderpelt replied r- replied happily. By her nose, she spoke with a confident, confidence he hadn't heard for a while, and he recognized the spirit of, of the lovely, strong-willed apprentice he had once trained. Well done, he meowed. He thought instinctively of how Blue Star would relish the news that, the, that a Thunderclan cat might have found a cure for Shadowclan's strange sickness. But then he remembered that Blue Star was not the, not the leader she, she had once been. It wouldn't be safe to tell her that Cinderpelt had been hiding Shadowclan cats in Thunderclan territory. Her judgment had been clouded by her obsession with the threat of an attack. Fireheart realized that as long as the Shadowclan cats remained here, they were were in danger. 
He was afraid Blue Star would order them to be killed at once, but she found out they were still on ThunderClan territory. I'm sorry, Cinderpelt. He shook his head. These cats must leave. It's not safe for them here. Cinderpelt flicked her tail in frustration. They're too, they're too ill to, to return to their own camp yet. I might be able to heal them, but I'm no good as a hunter. They haven't eaten properly for days. I'll catch them something now, Fire offered. It should give them enough strength to travel home. But what about when we get back? White throat rasped from the shadows. Fire couldn't answer that, but he couldn't risk their sickness finding its way into their ThunderClan camp. What if a ShadowClan patrol came into ThunderClan territory looking for, for their missing warriors? I'll feed you, then you must go, he repeated. Little, Cl Little Cloud's voice was hoarse with the high and high-pitched as he pushed himself to a sitting position, his paws scrabbling on the hard earth. Please don't send us back. Nightstar is so weak, it's as if the sickness takes a new life from him each day. Most of the clan thinks he's going to die. Byrett frowned. Surely he has plenty of lives left. You haven't seen how ill he is, cried Whitethroat. The clan is scared. There is no cat ready to take his place. What about Cinderfur, your, depu your deputy? asked Fireheart. The two ShadowClan cats looked away and didn't answer. Did that mean there Cinder that Cinderfur had died already? Or that he was just too old to become leader, like Nightstar? Cinderfur had been, had been an elder when Broken Tail had been driven out. Fireheart Fire felt his sympathy whining in spite of his better judgment. Okay, he said reluctantly. You can you can stay here until you're strong enough to travel. Thank you, Fireheart. Little Cloud meowed wheezingly. His eyes glittered with gratitude. Fireheart dipped his head. Dipped his head, realizing how hard it must be for these proud ShadowClan warriors to admit they were dependent on another clan. He turned away and patted past Cinderpelt. She whispered as she as he passed. Thanks, Fireheart. I know you would have you would would have understood why I took them in. Her eyes brimmed with comp compassion. I couldn't let them die, even even if they were from another clan. And Fireheart knew she was thinking of Silverstream, the River Clan queen that had not been able to, that she had not been able to save. He licked his, her ear affectionately. You're, you are a true medicine cat, he purred. That's why Yellowfang chose you as her apprentice. It didn't take long for long. It didn't take Fireheart long to catch a thrush and a rabbit for the ShadowClan cats. This part of the forest was rich with and prey. He was careful not to stay across the RiverClan border, although it was tempting. The scent of prey was strong from there. It had been a long time since Fireheart had tasted water wool, but he was he, he was pleased with the juicy rabbit he found beside Sunny Rocks, and the thrush was an easy catch too. Busy cracking open a small a, a small snail to hear his stealthy approach. Cinderpelt was crouched beside the ancient oak when he returned, chewing berries and spitting the pulp. Pulp into her herb mixture. Mixture. Byrett nudged the fresh kill to the root into the root cave, but didn't enter. The stench of sickness made him wary of going inside. 
He looked at, he looked at Cinderpelt as, as she worked, feeling a sudden tingle of fear up for the small cat. She must have entered the cave many times. Are you okay? He meowed quietly. Cinderpelt looked up from her herbs. Yes, I'm fine, she replied, and I'm glad you found out found out about these cats. I don't I didn't like keeping secrets from the clan. Fireheart flicked his tail uneasily. I think we should keep this to ourselves, he told her. Cinderpelt narrowed her eyes. Aren't you going to tell Blue Star? Normally I would, Fireheart began hesitantly, but she's still not over the tire claw thing. Cinderpelt finished. Fireheart sighed. Sometimes I think she's getting better, but then she'll say something or he trailed away. Yellowfang says it, it'll take time for her, for her to recover, meowed Cinderpelt. Then she's noticed too. To be honest, Cinderpelt murmured regretfully, I think most of the clan has. Where, what, what are they saying? Fireheart wasn't sure if he wanted to hear the answer. She has been a great leader for a long time. They are simply waiting for her to become like that again. Cinderpelt's reply soothed Fireheart. The clan, the clan's faith was moving, and sh- and should, and should be trust- trusted. Of course, Blue Star would recover. Are you coming back with me? He meowed. I have to finish up here. Cinderpelt picked up another berry with her teeth and started to chew. Fireheart felt strange as he walked away, leaving Cinderpelt alone with two shadow clan cats and a stench that made his fur creep. He wondered if he'd ha- he'd done the right thing by letting them stay. Outside the ThunderClan camp, he sheltered beneath a leafy bush and gave himself a good wash. He screwed up his eyes as at the stink of the six sick shadow clan cats. He wished he could wash away the taste with a drink from the stream behind the training hollow, but it had dried up days ago. He'd have to follow its course back toward the river if he were to find water. And it was time he returned, before his clanmates started to wonder where he was. He would he would return to find Graystripe another day. Sansar met him as he emerged from the gorse tunnel into the clearing. Been hunting? she asked. Looking for Graystripe, honestly, Fireheart decided to admit to, to the easiest pi- part of the truth. I don't suppose you found any signs of Cloudball then? Sandstorm meowed, apparently unconcerned by Fireheart's admission. He's not in camp? He went out hunting first thing this morning. Fireheart knew she sp- suspected the same thing he did, that Cloudball was paying another visit to the two legs. What should I do? Why don't we go find him together, suggested Sandstorm. Perhaps if I talk to him too, we can make him see sense. Fireheart nodded gratefully. It's worth a try, he agreed. He led the way through tall pines, neither cat speaking as they ran lightly over the ground. The air was still, and the needles felt soft and cool beneath their paws. Fireheart was acutely aware that his trail was as familiar to him as the route to forest, four trees or something rocks, but Sandstorm was more cautious. Pressing every so often, sniffed the air and checked for scent markings. As they padded out from the pine forest and, and into the green woods, Fireheart sensed that Sandstorm's anxiety was building. He glanced at her and saw the tension in, in her shoulders as the line of two-legged nests loomed ahead of them. 
guys we're gonna pause here um now we'll finish the chapter in a sec see ya now we can finish reading chapter 11 are you sure this is the way he he would have come she whispered looking nervously from side to side a dog barked and sandstorms fur bristled it's okay the dog won't leave its garden fireheart assured her feeling uncomfortable that he knew things like this sandstorm had taunted him about his kitty pet origins when he had first joined the clan and now that that she accepted him so completely as a forest cat he was reluctant to remind her that he had been born somewhere different don't the two legs bring their dogs out here she asked sometimes fire admitted but we'll have plenty of warning two-legged dogs don't exactly creep through the woods you'll hear them before you smell them and their stench isn't suitable he hoped his humor might help sandstorm relax but she remained as tense as ever come on he urged cloudpole stands here he rubbed his cheek against the bramble stem does it smell fresh to you sandstorm leaned forward and sniffed the bramble yes then i think we we can guess where he was heading fireheart padded padded around the bramble really really Relieved that at least the trail was leading them away from the prince from princess's garden He had no desire for sandstorm to meet his kitty pet sister just yet Since he had brought Cloudpaw to the camp the clan all knew that he visited her But they had no real idea of the affection that bonded him to princess and he pre- preferred to keep that it that way it was the best. It was best to keep the other cats as certain as he was that his heart lay with with the clan, in spite of his friendship with his sister. As they neared the fence that Cloudpaw had climbed the day before, Fireheart felt an, an, an felt an anomalous chill ripple through his pelt. There were new scents here, as well as Cloudpaw's. Something had changed. He led Sandstorm to the silver birch. And, and she followed him lightly up the up the smooth trunk and onto its branches. Fireheart could see her whiskers twitching as she sniffed the air. Fire appeared through the w- windows of the two-legged nest, though the space inside looked curiously dark and empty. He jumped as a door slammed, making a strange echoing bang like a thunderclap. He began to feel alarmed. What is it? asked Sandstorm nervously. As fire leaped down to the fence, his tail fluffed up. There's so- there's something strange going on. The nest is empty. Stay stay there, he ordered. I'm going to have a closer look. He crept across the garden, keeping low as he neared the door to the two-legged nest. He heard paw steps behind him. He spun around and saw Sandstorm, her face tense, tense but determined. He nodded at her, silently agreeing she could stay with him if she wanted. Then turned toward the door again. Just then, the loud rumble of a monster started up. Fireheart slipped down the passage that skirted one side of the nest. His fur bristled with fear, but he kept going until he, he, he had reached the end of the pathway. He peered out from the from the shadows to where the to where bright sunshine 
flooded a treeless maze of tulip nests and pathways. He felt sandstorm painting, pa- panting at his side, her pelt lightly br- brushing his. Look, he hissed, a gigantic monster, almost as big as a two-legged nest, stood on this thunder path. <coughs> Sorry. The deafening growl was coming from the belly of, a, of the monster. Both cats flinched as another door to the nest clattered shut around clattered shut just around the corner from them. Guys, sorry if my voice is scratchy. I my voice is starting to change, so yeah. Okay. Both cats flinched as another door to the nearest nest clattered shut just around the corner from them. Fireheart saw a two leg walking toward the monster. With something swinging from its hand. It looked like a den woven from brittle dead stems. Through the hard mesh at one end of the den, Fire could see a soft white pelt. He peered closer and then felt his heart lurch as he recognized the face behind the mesh. His eyes stretched wide with terror. It was Cloudpaw. Uh, this is the end of chapter 11, uh, and we can soon we can just start reading chapter 12. See ya. Welcome back from the break. Uh, now we can read chapter 12. Help! Don't let them take me! Fire heard Cloudpaw's desperate yelling above the noise of the roaring monster. The two leg took no notice. It clambered into the monster's the monster with Cloudpaw and slammed the door shut. In a cloud of choking fumes, the monster pulled away and headed up the thunder path. No! Wait! Fireheart ignored Sandstorm's cry and as he dashed out of the passageway and pelted after the monster. The rough stone path tore at his pads, but as fast as he ran, the monster went faster until, it's, until, it, rounded, until it rounded a corner and disappeared from view. Fireheart skidded to a halt, his paws stinging and his heart pounding. Sandstorm called to him again, Fireheart, come back! Fireheart glanced in despair at the empty thunderpath where the monster had, st- had stood just moments before and then hurried back to Sandstorm. Numb with shock, he blindly followed Sandstorm as she led him along the passageway, past the nest, through the garden, and over the fence into the safety of the woods. Fireheart, Sandstorm gasped when they landed, to this, uh, landed on this leafy forest floor. Are you okay? Fireheart couldn't answer. He stared at the blank fence, trying to take in what he had just seen. The two, leg- the two legs had stolen Cloudpaw. Fireheart couldn't block out the, f- the look of fear on the young fa- cat's fa- face. Where, you go- where-, where were they taking him? Wherever it was, Cloudpaw hadn't wanted to go. Your pads are bleeding, murmured Sandstorm. Fireheart lifted a foreleg and then and turned over his paw to look. He gazed blankly at the oozing blood until Sandstorm leaned forward and began to lick the grit from the wound. It stung, but Fireheart didn't protest. The rhythmic licks comforted, comforted him, stirring long-distant memories of kithood. Gradually, the panic that had frozen his mind began to melt away. He's gone, he, m- 
out dismally. His heart felt like a hollow log, ringing out with sorrow at every beat. He'll find his way home, Sansar told him. Fireheart looked at her. Fireheart looked at her calm green eyes and felt a flicker of hope. If he wants to, he she added, her words pierced him like thorns. But her eyes were full of sympathy, and Fireheart knew she was only speaking the truth. Cloudpole might be happier where he's going, she meowed. You want him to be happy, don't you? Fireheart nodded slowly. Come on then, let's get back to the camp. Sandstorm's mew became brisk, and Fireheart felt a surge of frustration. It's easy for you, he argued. You share clan blood with the rest of them. Cloudpaw was my only kin. Now where's now there's no one in, in the clan that's close to me. Sandstorm flinched as as he had as if he had struck her. How can you say that? You have me, she spat. I've done nothing but try to help you. Doesn't that mean anything? I thought that our f- friendship was important to you, but clearly I was wrong. She spun around, flicking fire to legs, flicking fire its legs with her tail before racing away into the trees. As he watched her disappear, bewildered by her response, his paws stung, and he felt more wretched than he could ever remember. He began slowly. He began to wander slowly through the woods, steering clear of Princess's fence. He couldn't even imagine how he would tell her that what had happened to her kid. With with every step, Thornsharp worried about what Fireheart was going to say to the rest of the clan added to it, added to his misery. He imagined how Darkstripe would glow when he discovered Fireheart's kin had gone back to the soft life soft life of a kitty pet. Once a kitty pet, always a kitty pet. Perhaps that jibe had haunted Fireheart for so long for so long had an element of truth in it after all. The scuttle of a mouse under the pine trees distracted him. The clan still had to be fed. Fireheart crouched instinctively, but there was no joy in the hunt this time. He chased and caught the mouse with a cold swiftness and carried it toward the camp. The sun was touching the tips of the trees when he reached the gorge tunnel. He paused and took a steady breath before he walked into the clearing. The mouse swinging from his jaws. The clan was sharing tongues around around the clearing after their evening meal. Mousefur met him at the entrance, and Fireheart wondered, wondered if she had been waiting for his return. You've been gone a long time, she observed mildly. Is everything okay? Fireheart glanced awkwardly away. He felt he should share the news with Cloudball, with Bluestar first. Whitestorm organized the evening patrol, patrol in your absence, Mousefur went on. Uh, good, thanks. Fireheart stammered. Mousefur dipped her head politely and patted away. As, as Fireheart watched her go, he tried to tell himself that Cloudpaw's loss didn't mean he was alone in the clan. Most of the cats seemed to accept him as deputy, despite the broken naming ritual. Rich, ritual. Fireheart just wished he could be sure that StarClan felt the same way, and his earlier fears clouded his mind like a noisy, fl- like noisy fluttering crows. Was Cloudpaw's, Cloudpaw's loss of uh, was Cloudpaw's loss a sign that StarClan wanted to punish StarClan by depriving it of a potential warrior? Even worse, 
where the clan's warrior ancestors signaling that kitty pets didn't belong in the clan. Byron felt as if his long legs were about to give way under the weight of, of his anxiety. He dropped his offering on the pile of fresh kill and looked around. Sandstorm was lying beside Running Wing, a sparrow, sparrow in her paws. Byron flinched as the ginger she-cat cast him a re- reproachful glance. Glance. He knew he would have to apologize, but first he had to tell Blue Star about Cloudpaw. Fireheart crossed the leader's den and called a greeting at the entrance. He was surprised when Whitestorm's voice answered. He poked his head through the lich and, and saw Blue Star curled in her nest, her, her head up and eyes shining as she shared tongues with Whitestorm. For once, ThunderClan leader looked like any other warrior, enjoying the company of a trusted friend. And as he, he saw the contented ex- expression on Blue Star's face, Fireheart shied away from disturbing her with his bad news. He told tell her later. Yes, what is it? asked Blue Star. I was just wondering I I just wondered if you were hung, hungry. Fireheart stammered. Oh, Blue Star sounded puzzled. Puzzled. Thank you, but White Star brought me something. She dipped her head toward the happy and pigeon that lay on the floor of her den. Uh, fine, I'll leave you to eat then. Fireheart quickly backed out before she could ask what, what he had been up to. He returned to the fresh kill pile, picked up the mouse he had caught earlier, and carried it away toward the metal clump, where Sandstorm and Running Wind lay. Running Wind lay. Sandstorm looked away when he saw him coming, and busied herself with tearing, off, tearing the wing off her fresh kill. Fireheart dropped his mouse onto the ground. Hi there, Running Wind. Oh, hi there, Running Wind greeted him. I thought you were going to meet Miss Mealtime. Fire tried to purr a friendly reply, but his answer came out hoarsely. Busy day. Running Wind glanced at Sandstorm, who was still ignoring the clan deputy, and Fireheart thought he was he was he saw the lean warrior's whiskers twitch. Sorry about earlier, Fireheart whispered to Sandstorm. So you should be, she muttered, not looking up. You've been a good friend, Fireheart per- per- persisted. I'm sorry I made you think I don't appreciate you. Yeah, well, next time try thinking beyond your your own whiskers. Are we friends again? Fireheart meowed. We always were, she replied simply. Relieved, Fireheart lay down beside her and began to crunch on, the, on his mouse. Running Wind hadn't uttered a word, but Fireheart noticed that his eyes were glowing with amusement. His attraction with Sandstorm was obvious it was ob- obviously attracting attention from the other warriors Fireheart felt a, a self-conscious prickle ripple through his fur and he looked awkwardly around the clearing Darkstripe Darkstripe was sitting in front of their in front of the apprentice's den talking to Ashpaw Fireheart wondered why he was he was speaking to Dustbelt's apprentice instead of sharing a meal with the other warriors. Ashpaw was shaking his head, but the dark tabby warrior carried on talking until Ashpaw lowered his, his eyes and began to pat across the clearing toward the metal, metal pot patch. Fireheart's ears twitched. From the way Darkstripe was watching the young gray apprentice, he could tell something was up. Ashpaw stopped in front of Fireheart, his small body stiff and tail flicking nervously. Is something wrong? Fireheart asked. I was just wondering where Cloudpaw was. 
mewed Ashpaw. He said he'd be back by mealtime. Fireheart gazed past the apprentice at the dark tabby who was watching them closely, his amber's eye eyes glinting with undisguised interest. Tell Darkstripe that if he wants to know, he should ask me himself, he snapped. Ashpaw flinched. Uh, I'm sorry, he stammered. Darkstripe told me. The apprentice shuffled his paws and suddenly looked up, staring fire straight in the eye. Actually, it's not just Darkstripe who wants to know. I'm worried too. Cloudpole promised he'd be back by now. By the gray apprentice hesitated, glancing away, and finished. And finished. Whatever else he might do, Cloudpole always keeps his word. Fireheart was amazed. It had never occurred to him that Cloudpole could have earned the respect and loyalty of his inmates like any other warrior. But what did Ashball mean by whatever else he might do? And that is the end of chapter 12. Um, soon we can uh, make a new episode of chapter 13. And